the the first two years mm-hmm. was terrible. Mm. It was terrible. It was it was terrible. Probably the first actually the first three years of it was was extremely difficult. And one of the things that I always um, reference to, and the reason why I was able to keep going, you know, in times of difficulties was I had to find a different source of motivation. Mm. Because trading was so difficult for me because, you know, after, you know, probably three years, two years into it, it's starting to pop up on social media now, mm. right? You're seeing traders making money, driving Lambos, doing things, traveling. So you're like, man, I'm putting in this work and I'm not there yet. And you silently putting in that work. And I'm silently, yeah. like, you know. You know be, you're doing what I you got to do. I know I'm doing yeah. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what I'm supposed to be. And it's like. I am making the kind like what what is happening? What's yeah. going on? And um, there's a quote that I always reference and uh, or a story of the Chinese bamboo tree. Mm. You know, the Chinese bamboo tree is uh, I guess Chinese bamboo. When you plant it, right? Uh, it's you cover it. You got to water it. I believe for five years. You got to water it. Keep watering it every single day, mm-hmm. and it doesn't grow. So you plant it and you water it for five years and you don't see nothing. You don't see absolutely nothing. Okay. Nothing. Imagine, I see where ima- this is imagine, going. imagine going outside, watering your Chinese bamboo. Your neighbor comes out. Man, you've been doing this. You've been watering this for like the last three years. It ain't gonna happen, bro. And it ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because in life you're gonna have people like that. You mm-hmm. know, who are gonna tell you stuff like that, and you just like. Kept keep watering in the fifth year. The Chinese bamboo tree grows ninety feet tall in three weeks. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something relatively, yeah, something yeah, relatively yeah. Long but it just lines. shoots. It just shoots. Up. So five years of being Nothing buried of and being nurtured, buried, nurtured, and nurtured. then all of a sudden in three weeks it blossoms. It blossoms. Wow! It blossoms. And so when I realized, okay, you know what. This is not the get rich quick thing that I thought it would be, mm-hmm. right? Which was, I'm like, when I first, the first year of my training journey, I wrote down in the journal, I'm going to be a millionaire at the end of the year, 12 months. So yes, this is all the things I'm going to buy. That sounds you so know? familiar when you say that. That sounds <laughs> so this familiar. Is, this, is, this is all the things I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy a Bentley. I'm going to buy my mom a house. I'm going to buy wrote a long list of things, mm-hmm. you know? And then... First year rolls around, and I feel like I don't know jack about this game. Mm. I still got so much to learn. My psychology is all messed up. Mm. You know, my trading strategy is not there yet. Mm -hmm. How am I going to do it? Second year, okay, kept pushing, created a vision board, created, you know, certain things, okay. And I just realized, like, man, if I'm going to succeed at this, I need to strengthen my mind. Mm. Because without that, I have nothing else. I have nothing. I have to empower myself. So I started reading. I started listening to guys like Les Brown. Come on. You know, uh, Les Brown, one of my favorite quotes is, shoot for the moon, and even if you miss, you'll be among the stars. Come on, man. You know, so Tony Robbins, uh, Jim Rohns. I like, and I started a whole mental routine where every morning when I woke up before I started my trading day, I would listen to these guys. Mm. You know, the first thing it's and Les Brown says, you know, the first, you know, fifteen, the first twenty minutes of your day, the reticular aspect of your the reticular activating system of your brain is open. So whatever you hear in the first twenty minutes of your day will affect, you know, the rest of your day. Wow. So to me it's like I didn't I don't want no negative 
I don't it's I don't check my phone, no Instagram. I wake up, you know, she's sleeping, whatever. I'm journaling, reading, listening to something positive, and then I start my trading day. Because there were days where it's like it was so hard. And after taking that loss, which was which is very difficult for a lot of new traders and even traders that I work mm-hmm. with now, it's like trading is a probability based craft. Mm-hmm. In order for you to win in this game, you have to understand that losing is a part of the game. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose. And how you deal with losing will affect how well you can win. So one of the things that I had to just it took me some time and it took me thousands of dollars in working with trader psychologists too in my journey in the last eight years to be able to get the mental aspects of of the things that I needed. Yeah. But at first, after you work, deposit money in, gone. Work, deposit money in, gone. And mm. it was just like it was just like that for a while. So what kept me going was the work that I was doing day in and day out. I was reading different books and learning about just entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. just learning about personal development and working on my past traumas too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So when did it start hitting for you? You're working at Dunkin' Donuts at this time, right? And you're buying the courses, you're studying, you're doing all these things. I talk a lot about the aha moment, right? Where as you're making these investments, as you're studying, little nuggets start to hit home for you, right? (laughs) So at what point did you see a breakthrough where you made like a significant amount of money that made you say, hold up, like, I got something here. So I mean, I have a I have an aha I have an aha moment, and I have the moment where I made the significant amount. Give it to me. So the first aha moment, I think I'm about a year and a half into the journey, mm-hmm. and I'm low key kind of I know what's going on, right? I know it's gonna go up or I know it's gonna go down. I'm kind of figuring out when I could get in, and a, a, probably like two months after that, I started actually just predicting trades. I wasn't making money, but I you know mark up a zone, mark up a break and retest, and it'd work out. Mm. I'm like holy shit, you know I'm onto something. Like it's working. And this is where I bought a one-on-one with this Asian dude that I had no idea who he was, that he was going to analyze my trading, he's going to fix everything, he's going to tell me exactly what I was missing. Mm. And I, you know, was postponing that for a while. I'm like, yo, I'm not ready. Like, I paid for it, but I'm like, yo, I'm not ready for it. Give me, like, another two months. Mm. This is probably where I'm, like, like what, a year and eight months, year and ten months, about to be two years into my journey. And I kept doing the same thing. I kept predicting all these moves, but I wasn't making any money. So I'm like, mm. dude, what's going on? Like, what the am I doing wrong? Like I'm predicting the moves, but I'm not making money. You know what I mean? Like, it's like let's say like you're shooting shots, you're making them, but it's not counting. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, what's going on? Like it's not making I'm like, you know what, bro? I'm ready. Like, let's get on this one-on-one. And this dude literally looked at everything that I sent him. He gave me a full, you know, tight form, looked at everything, and he's like, all right, bro, I, I know I know what's wrong. And I'm ready for this like golden nugget he's about <laughs> to drop. Yeah. He's like, you're just risk, you're just missing risk management. Like, bro, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like, are you fucking kidding me? I paid you a thousand dollars for you to just tell me I need risk management. Bro, like you just you scammed me, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, bro, yeah. you just took my money, like this makes no sense. 
And that was, I guess, uh, a naive thing for me because I didn't accept, I didn't want to accept the fact that I have to use risk management in order to make this, you know, a business, be able to succeed in it. So that's, you know, where I got humbled by the market probably mm. for like another two, three weeks. And that's where I had my aha moment. I'm like, holy fuck, bro. Like, it's just a percentage thing, you know, and that's where everything started clicking. And then crazy enough, two months after that, like about two years and a half into the journey is where I had my biggest payout uh, for 30K. And then at that time, it was like, all right, Asian guy, you know, sorry, brother. You're right. So that basically made the, all those losses and everything worth it. And I quit, you know, the job from there because, you know, I think it was like 28K, 30K. And that was pretty much enough to cover my payments for almost like a year, my monthly payments. That's yeah. where I just went full head and that's where everything just started taking off. So I would, I would be at work actually like, you know, trading and working at the same time. It was pretty, pretty much where I was like, I got to make this work. I have to make this work. I don't like staying at this job all the way through, during the day and I have nothing else to do. And as soon as I get home, I'm tired. I have to go work out and stuff like that. And my whole day is gone. I'm like, if I can find something that can actually replace my time, you know, and actually, actually, uh, I can actually make more money mm -hmm. during the same hours. Mm -hmm. Like, that's great. Yeah. So, um, so pretty much as I was learning and, you know, trading at work and stuff like that, I had a rough year, my first year. I had a yeah. rough year. I had blown accounts. Okay. How many? Uh, I want to say about a good 13. Wow. A, a good 13. Accounts. How much money you think was lost? Like, if you could just I, guess. I, I would say about a good 10000 Wow. A good First 10, year. Yeah. A good $10,000. I was so stressed because I was actually trying to move out of my mom's house. I was trying to move out of her house. And I was basically taking my check and putting it to the market, blowing it, putting it to the market, blowing it, putting it to the market. I mean, I would be mm. at my job sliding down the walls, crying, snot bubbles coming down, <laughs> everything like that. I would be sliding down feeling. the wall like yeah. I was in a movie, yeah. okay, and big old snot bubbles coming out. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> because I was just sick. I was just like, why is it not working for me? And I, yeah. and I just knew the end goal was, you know, this can be blue. This can actually be profit. So I'm like, I just need to see what I was doing wrong. I actually mm. ended up um, basically writing down all of my um, errors of what I was doing in the market and basically like, seeing what I kept doing continuously over and over again, I saw the same pattern. Mm. I said, and as soon as I switched that, I was able to see the profit. I was wow. able to see more blue screens like that. So after that, um, um, at 2020, I got profitable. It was the year of COVID. The market was selling tremendously for basically for the whole year. And then after that, then 2021 of April, I had quit my job. It's, it's a lot there. So mm -hmm. you're trading at work. I know mm -hmm. how like? stressful that mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. because you're trying to focus on what you're doing, mm -hmm. but in the back of your mind, you're thinking, is that thing down? Mm -hmm. Did it hit my stop? Yep. If it's even a stop loss yes. there. You know, in the yep. beginning, we just trading based off how much we got in the account. Mm -hmm. yep. Everything is up for grabs. Yep. Yep. Everything up for grabs. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking about that mm -hmm. while you're working. Mm -hmm. Did that affect your job performance? And did you get threatened by higher management, higher ups? Like, hey, we're noticing that you're not as productive. No, because uh, I would just run to the bathroom. I would run to uh, the bathroom. <laughs> okay, okay. I would run to the bathroom, and I had a little bit more grace time, like to to be able to like trade. So it wasn't as bad. But I made sure, like, I got my work done at my job first, and then I had all the free time to do it. But even sometimes when I actually did have like 
people coming up. I'm like, hold on, you gotta wait now, cause I'm in a trade. Oh no, it's important. <laughs> but um, but um, but it wasn't too bad where it was like where I had to like cover up or get like penalized for anything like that. So it wasn't bad at all. But I'm I'm just glad that at, in that time frame I was able to do it because it really helped me do more than ten thousand hours at at that. Yeah, you know, with studying and stuff like that. So where were you? As far as profits, when you made that decision that, yeah, I'm going to quit this job, like, how much were you making at that time? Do you remember? Like, yeah. what made you feel so so confident to just leave? FPNL is a yeah. bit. Listen, for anybody watching in Florida, you know, <laughs> you get an FPNL job. Yeah. Come on, mama. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so, some money. So, so yeah. So, I was, for me, comfortably, I was like, okay, if I can make 150 to 200 a day, if I can make that a day, then I could pretty much leave my job. So, um I had stayed. I saved up a, a good cushion before I quit. Mm. So that's smart. That's a smart way to do it. So yeah. it's nothing against a nine to five. You just need to make sure that you save up. If you're if you are looking to quit, just save up a, a good amount of money. That way, just in case anything fails or anything happens, then you have that cushion to back you up. So I had a good cushion before I left. Um, but I was mentally, um, you know, making sure that if I can have at least one fifty to two hundred dollars a day that I'm making before I leave, then I'm just gonna make sure. You, basically leave this job and then I'll do that when I get home and I can have all the time in the day in the world to do it. So yeah. that was pretty much the amount that I needed to. to so leave. were you still living with mom at the time? Yes. Okay. I was still living with my mom. In terms of my journey, I started off very much not in the, you know, silver spoon in your mouth type vibe. It was very much coming from humble beginnings. Um, I worked in retail, so it was really, really, really horrible you work really really long hours and so i didn't have money before i started trading and in fact trading was more of a means for me to acquire capital which is what i recommend to everybody i mean trading is something that you end up learn you, you learn to love however in my opinion and for me at least I don't want to trade my the rest of my life. I want to make money with trading and invest it elsewhere and then, you know, retire early. I think that's the dream for everybody. But um, I did, I have grown to, to love trading. But essentially, back to the point, I, um, I didn't start off with a lot of capital. I started off with nothing. And I, I worked a retail job. And for many, many years, I had people, you know, um, saying, hey, what are you doing? You know, this is all basically just one big scam, et cetera, et cetera. Why are you spending all of your time looking at these charts um, and those kinds of things? So um, I literally worked my day job and um, just watched charts while I worked my day job. I was lucky enough to be able to do both. Um, that being said, I mean, executing was difficult because I literally worked with people almost in like a customer service environment and it was really terrible, but I was able to literally execute execute trades like literally under the table as I was dealing with people and um so yeah for me it was it was a very I would say bumpy journey especially when you start in a position of of less privilege because um the start is a lot more difficult but I believe that I, I believe that starting in that position maybe anchors you in a better way because if you start off with a lot of money um, and if you start off from a, a position of having more, I believe that you're more likely to not continue the journey because why would you? Why would you push through if you don't have a very solid reason or if, for example, you've got nothing to lose? Um, so 
for me, I've, I find it almost like a blessing to have started from, from, from a lower point. I used to work in cell phone sales. I used to work in a cell phone store and um, a lot of it was dealing with customer service and customer complaints. Most of it was because companies very inefficient and um, they're, they're really terrible. So we get most of the complaints for that. So essentially it was one of the worst kinds of jobs where you get pretty much constant abuse and um, I used to constantly have you know the charts open on my computer and I used to have you know my phone open with mt4 and I was executing trades so often like I'd be literally dealing with a customer straight face to face and I'd be like hey um, I'm just gonna go fetch something in the back and I would literally just quickly go and like close all my trades because I can't like do it all or I would like make sure I'm like taking partials or whatever I was doing um, but most of the time I was just watching the chart while they're talking to me and I wasn't listening to what they were saying because usually they were, you know, full of crap. But um, <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, it is the worst job in the world. Working in customer service is a whole new level of, yeah, uh, it's, it's a whole new level of torture. But it did teach me, you know, a lot of patience. It teaches you to really endure. Um, I worked there for literally almost four years and... Um, it, it builds a lot of character. And I think that working in that kind of industry and dealing with really difficult people teaches you how to, you know, get through difficult times. And that being said, like, um, applying that to my trading actually kind of helped me a lot. Um, and like I said, when you, when you're in that bad situation and you've got this one thing that you know, can pull you out of it, it really helps you, you know, hang on to that, onto that life vest, you know? I wanna talk about getting funded. And one of the biggest reasons that we don't pass funded challenges is simply because we violate our daily drawdown, right? When you're getting ready to go through a challenge with a prop firm, one of the major rules are you can't violate the daily drawdown. And unfortunately, we hit that mark. And why do we wanna get funded? Like, why does this mean so much to us? It means so much to us because we wanna use this skill set to buy back our time. We wanna be able to make enough money from this skill set so that we don't have to spend spend time working for money, doing something that we don't like to do. And for many of us, we got so many beautiful family members, so many people that love us, so many people that we love that we want to spend more time with and do more for. And Forex is definitely the way that we can get to that capital that will allow us to live the life that we want to live. So I want to talk to you today about Blue Guardian, the prop firm. And what I love about what Blue Guardian is doing is they have this thing called the Guardian Protector. And what the Guardian Protector is, is it protects you from violating your daily drawdown. So what you can do before you even start trading, you can log into your account, your prop firm challenge account, and you can set a limit at 1%. 2% negative, 3% negative, and you can protect yourself from hitting your daily drawdown. Now, one of the biggest reasons we hit our daily drawdown is because we get emotional after a loss and we want to raise up our lot size. We want to get back in there and revenge trade. Well, guess what? Blue Guardians, Guardian Protector now allows us to combat that by already setting a limit in the market where we can't go past that limit. So it allows us to protect ourselves from violating that challenge account and it gives us the ability to live to trade another day. So listen, today we're going to give you 10% off on your next challenge, courtesy of Blue Guardian. Link in the description of this podcast episode. Enter coupon code NEWTRADER, the number one at checkout. You're going to get 10% off your next challenge. And guess what? You are rocking with a prop firm that is in your favor, leveling the playing field so that you have a good chance of actually passing the challenge and moving on to getting funded. All right.